Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. Good morning. Marvin here with Bianca. We've, uh, it's like early, 7 o'clock or so <laughs> in the morning. We're going to do this podcast, and today we're going to be talking about separation anxiety. Correct. That's our topic for today. And it's it's such a tough topic. It is. Yeah. I feel that people who sometimes have separation anxiety really bad don't even understand they do. Yeah. With their dog, you mean? Right. Or because people can have it, too. Yeah. Well, we're just but talking with, about with dogs. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but people don't understand. They don't understand it, for one thing. For sure. They don't understand how stressful it is on the dog. For sure. And uh, I feel that, you know, the 900 cases we've had or whatever. Yeah. A thousand. <clears throat> people don't understand if they fix that problem how much better of a life they have with their dog for sure and how much more their dog can support them if they need support oh right yeah if they have, you can have your buddy around yes yeah. if they have a really well-mannered well-trained well-disciplined yeah. dog and if they're disciplined uh or if they uh are a leader yeah for their well-disciplined dog yeah that's what gets them in trouble a lot of times is uh, I feel they try to get on a roll of really disciplining their dog. Mm-hmm. But whenever they do, they won't leave it alone. Right. Or if, for them, if they leave it alone, it's because they went to work. Right. It's right. not that they left it in a strange house or a strange kennel or with friends, you know. Right. And they can't, the dog sometimes can't make that separation. Right. So... So, first we'll touch on, we're talking about separation anxiety, first we'll touch on what it is. So, what are, there's so many signs of it, right? There's so many ways to see that a dog has a, has separation anxiety, which you were talking about. Uh, there are so many signs that people don't recognize is separation anxiety. And it's really hard in with dogs because we get a lot of people who have a puppy that we see is going to be bad and maybe someday bite people. And then we have dogs that do bite people. And the people who have the dog that might someday bite people, they can't believe it might be that really bad dog that we talk about that has Six months people. or a year. They think, like, oh, my dog would never be in that category. <clears throat> But we see all the signs for separation, anxiety, aggression, resource guarding early before it happens. But most people, to the untrained eye, you you can't recognize what separation anxiety is, right? Correct. I feel that what starts it so much is the cuddling them. Yeah, we're going to stop talk about what causes it next. First, we're going to talk about what it is. Oh, so we're done talking about what it is. No. What what is separation anxiety? What are some things a dog does that makes you go that dog has separation anxiety? Well, one thing is, I think twofold sometimes, but is for the fact that the owners can't stand to leave the dog 
and then the dog gets to where it gets attached with the owners, and the owners is always watching the dog. And right. uh, a lot of it, even with COVID, you know, and it's yeah. where it was terrible before that, it's terrible now, and it'll be terrible. We kind of used COVID as they, a scapegoat. They did. Yeah. But COVID, I think, created a lot of it. You're right. Everyone was working from home. Yeah, yeah. people was working from yeah. home, and they were sitting around right. just staring at their dogs all yeah. day for days and days, yeah. you know. I mean, well, and the world was kind of in a really sketch place. It was. So. Uh, I, I did it. We still had people coming around for a while, but then I got really anxious about what was going on and my anxiety flooded into scouting. Yes, because people time. kept their dogs quarantined pretty much with themselves at yeah, home, but yeah. I, then yeah. they could have avoided it right? if they would have crated their dogs, kenneled their dogs, you know. Uh, some people like that lived in apartments and stuff and houses in town they couldn't just go, they wouldn't even want to go walk their dogs, a lot no, of people, because yeah. they were scared to go outside yeah, and breathe there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so it really made it harder on them, but I think that the signs of it is, for me, is uh, you can't put your dog in a crate while you're at home. You can't make your dog stay in the other room while you're home. Yeah. Uh, you can't go to the bathroom without your dog wanting to follow yeah. you. A lot of people yeah. let their dog go in the bathroom with them. Yeah, yeah. Or they sit the door right door. outside the yeah. door. Yeah. yeah. And they sit outside the door whining because they want to yeah. be in there with them, you know. Yeah. Or your dog lays at the door when you go to the grocery store and your, you know, your wife says, man, Marvin, your dog laid by the door the whole time you were gone and it was so sad you were gone. And that's it. It's just people, like you said, they don't see the signs of it. And yeah, for me, a lot of people, they wake up one day and they're like, oh my God, my dog's got a real problem. Right. And they think that he just went to sleep last night and woke up this morning and that was there. But they started, you know, weeks and months before. We get puppies in here that are, what, 12 weeks old? That already has a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's because people, there's this, uh, a lot of people say that you should keep your puppies with you and you should pet your puppy and you should bond with your puppies and stuff, but. Uh, well, you do think you should bond with your Well, you should, but not the way that a lot of people do it, by keeping them in their lap and petting yeah. them and hugging them and holding them and letting them jump on them, letting them chew on you, you know? You just keep giving them all that affection and attention. It's like uh, you're just getting them to where they can't breathe without you in right. their space, you know? I think a lot of times people think separation anxiety is like you were saying, you can't put the dog in a crate. But then people will say, my dog doesn't like the crate. Right. And then separation anxiety is where your dog is so obsessed with you and addicted to you that, like you said, they can't breathe without you. They think they might. Yeah, they can't. They're so addicted to following you everywhere where you go. You always reaching down and petting them. You always being there to touch them. You always talking to them that we get dogs that come into the round pen and the people are trying to talk to us, and within 10 minutes, the dog is escalating because the human is no longer paying attention All the time, all the time. And people think that the dog really likes them. Yes. And and they can't see it as a a behavioral health problem. Like, your dog is unhealthy mentally. If it is obsessed with you and addicted to you, and it can't be okay when you go to the bathroom. Yes. And you can take a dog like that. Like for us, it would be easier for us if we wanted to have a good conversation with the person who brought their dog in and had these problems. 
if we just set that, let them sit down somewhere and let their dog get in their lap and they could just pet them, then we could have a conversation. Totally, yeah. Where the yeah. way we do it right now, which we'll talk about changing it next year if we add on a little bit, but where we have, like you said, the dog's standing there on a leash and the mm -hmm. person's trying to talk to us and the dog's jumping on them, it's falling at yeah. them, it's barking yeah. at them, it's whining at them. Sometimes it starts um, to chew on them. Yeah, yeah. That's where people don't yeah. pay them enough attention. Yeah. So the separation anxiety is so bad, but I think uh, the signs of it, like you said while ago, is one thing if you can't walk out of your house without your dog whining and bawling and barking because you left them, you know? Right. I mean, that's a big sign right there. Yeah. So. Uh, and so there's, and when you're looking at what separation anxiety is, there's like light separation anxiety and then there's severe separation anxiety. So some of the things we talked about, plus uh, barking and whining, like if you go outside to check the mail and your dog barks and whines, you have separation anxiety. Uh, crate chewing, where they just gnaw at the crate. And if you, you can get your dog to go in the crate, that doesn't necessarily put you in the category of my dog doesn't have separation anxiety. Because if the dog can go in the crate, but it whines and barks and paws at the kennel door and is really upset being away from you, it, it doesn't mean because you can get it in the crate. You don't have separation. Or if you're sleeping in your bedroom in the crate by the bed. True. And it's yeah. being quiet. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, people will think, well, my dog sleeps in a crate at night and then it stays home and I leave all the time. But that's way different than you can go drop your dog off somewhere and he's okay. Right. And you can uh, take vacation and board your dog somewhere, and he's okay. You can have the vet take him back into the room, and he's okay. And uh, so if you can leave your dog at home and you crate your dog at night, you're still not necessarily in the category where you don't have separation anxiety. Yeah, for me, a lot of that is if you could stand there and have a conversation with somebody without your dog just annoying you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we don't get a lot of those dogs. And uh, destruction. Sometimes you leave the house and your dog eats a whole couch. Your dog might have separation anxiety. <laughs> uh, and then, like, really severe, your dog will break teeth if put in a kennel. It will have severe diarrhea, upset stomach. That's, like, when they get it really, really bad. Where they'll... I, I remember when Scout first came, he had a half moon of drool in his kennel when he was away from me. Because he was so stressed. He just panted and panted and panted. Now he like sleeps and doesn't yes. care at all. But he was addicted to it. So next we'll talk about what causes it. Alright. So what causes it, we touched on earlier some. But yeah. it is, is the fact that I feel there, there's like a zillion and one things that causes it. But yeah. the biggest thing for me that causes the separation anxiety is... People buy a puppy and all they want to do is hold it and hug it mm -hmm. and carry it around and let it sit on the couch with them and it sleeps in the bed with them. Or sometimes they put it in a crate right by the bed, which is not a bad thing. So, you know, right. putting a puppy by a crate by your bed is not a bad thing at all. Sometimes it really helps you get a nice sleep. Totally. Yeah. Uh, you just at but, some point want to wean some. Yes. You want to start yeah. getting away from that. And uh, sometimes, you know, Whenever you uh, you have a puppy and you're just at wit's end and you 
can't figure it out. Uh, you know, even with us here while back, we have a puppy that's too little to take outside at night when you have four or five inches of snow. So you've got to figure out what can I do to prevent it. Treadmill is a really good idea. Get them some good quality exercise. You know, you take them outside to go potty, but and train on them in your house. You know, put a leash on them and walk them and set them and place them. And there's there's only one way because then you're being a leader. You're not just their play buddy that hugs on them and pets on them and holds them all the time. Right. So you've got to entertain the puppy somehow. And I feel in a way to train them. You know. Mm -hmm. And anytime you can get them a good quality exercise and then you start crating them and you leave the room, you know, and don't go to work for eight hours, come right. back, you know, yeah. leave them for a little while, come back, get them out, do something fun, you know, yeah. uh, train on them, play some ball, you know, let them chase you around in the yard, you yeah. know, whatever you can do or through the house, whatever you can do. I don't like me personally. I don't like to use the house as a playground. Right. You know? Yeah. But sometimes yeah. it's the weather or whatever. You got to do what you got to do. For sure. Because yeah. <clears throat> you can always take that back out of it. Right. You know? <clears throat> well, and if, if you don't have to use the house, we'd rather create the house to be an environment where the dog just remains calm. Yes. And then yes. later on, once their foundation is that the house is where I become, every once in a while you can have a, a crazy day where yes. you're playing in the house and you can shut it off like that. But the puppies is really hard until you get all their shots, you know to take right. them out. I mean, right. you really got to right. be cautious where you go with them. And, right. Uh, but to prevent the separation anxiety for me is I, and I, we raise a lot of pups here, not a lot, but I have in the past. Now we have one around quite often, but <clears throat> I think letting other people handle your puppy, you know, they don't have to school on them. They don't have to train on them, but just let other people handle them and let them get away from you. You know, mm -hmm. if you got a friend that'll keep them you know, overnight, let them stay overnight somewhere. Just do different things with them and so they're not just right there in your lap all the time. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of that stuff will prevent the separation anxiety. I feel that it, sometimes it's harder on the person than the dog. For sure. The person don't want to let the little puppy out of their I sight. have a harder time being away from Scout than Scout has been away from me. Yes. Way harder. Yes. Yeah. And it just makes it, uh, like my dogs, Mari and Bear, they could go with anybody and be happy. You know, uh, they wouldn't be as happy as they would be here, you know, right. but they won't have the separation anxiety. And wow. I think that to prevent the separation anxiety, like I said, is to do things, especially once you get all your shots in your puppy, you know, take them places and do things. Uh, but be a leader and make a mind. Well, you can start with something so simple as teach your dog to lay on a dog bed over there yes. while you're over here. A puppy. And yeah, and then holding them would just, if people could learn how to make simple leash corrections and hold a puppy accountable to staying over there some, then that you're breaking that barrier of I'm addicted and have to follow you, I have to follow you, I have to yes. follow you. And there's, there's so many terms in the dog industry right now where people are like, uh, oh, he's a Velcro dog. And it almost like <clears throat> I'm proud of this unhealthy thing my dog has. Well, but people you know, don't he understand. He really that. loves me. He's a Velcro dog. He has to go everywhere with me. Uh, he he follows me to the bathroom. He loves me so much. But it's your dog's addicted to you yes. and is obsessed and can't be okay on a dog bed across the room. And without you talking to them yes. and staring at them and paying attention to them. 
And when you're doing this with them, train them not to jump on you, you know, and not to mouth on you. Just, there's a lot of stuff out there about puppies are going to chew on you until they're, I don't know, 12 years old or whatever. But uh, what we get puppies here, usually within a day or two, they're not mouthing on us, you know. And I think that anytime you can make a correction and it be positive at the end, you know, without being mean, of course, but you really teach your puppies to start, I feel, enjoying their time with you in a good way. Yeah. It's not like they're just like, oh, my God, you're here. I got to hold yeah. you. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're here. What are we going to go do? Yeah. And I say that a lot with kids, too. You know, if, uh, kids, if you go outdoors and do things with them, it makes them a, a lot, sometimes a lot safer. I'm no kid, uh, whatever you call that. But with the dog, it's, just, it's the same. If you can find things you could do with them to let them have fun, whether it's on a nice walk, you know, like you said, placing them over there on a bed. Right. You're over here reading a book. Once you get them going, then you sit around the corner so they can't stare at you. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, then you're really getting somewhere because you're teaching that puppy that we're in a house where you don't have to stare at me. Yeah. You know, and uh, teach them when you come in the door. They can't be jumping all over right. you, you know. Right. I mean, all of this stuff really helps them because of the fact that as soon as your door opens, they're not there in your space, you know. Yeah. So, and it, and it is a lot of work. I, that just uh, prompted something that I think causes it a lot of times is when people do go to the grocery store and they put the puppy in the crate only when they leave or at night. And they put the puppy in the crate and they're like, oh, bye, I'm going to be back so soon. Yeah. I miss you. I miss you. And we act all, and we make this event. I'm leaving you. And then you go and you come back and I'm back. Oh, good boy. Good yes. boy. And you just like create this. It's traumatizing. The puppy that you're saying, this is a, a crazy thing. I know I shouldn't be leaving you, but I'm leaving you. And then yeah. I'm leaving. I'm coming back rather than great, gone, back, normal. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same thing for me. Uh, when you come home and your dog just did backflips or cartwheels and you go get the treat jar. Yeah, you reward them. And you say, you sit. And they yeah. sit, so you give them a treat. Yeah. You're, you're basically saying, it. you were so stressed out when I was gone. Yeah. Here, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll give you something. <laughs> and so a lot of things like that can prevent uh, this separation anxiety. With puppies. Yes. And then, well, they, even older dogs, well, yeah, if you rescue If they one, don't have it. Yeah. 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 So wh- what about if they have it? They're two or three <clears> years old. That's that's old. I mean, even if they have it at eight months old, but they're they're not a puppy anymore. We get them that from five or six or eight or yeah. ten years old yeah. that have it. You they know? have it. They're uh, addicted to you. They don't like you doing anything other than hanging out with them. They can't be away from you. They have to follow you to the bathroom. They try to hurt themselves when they're in the kennel. That's a severe episode. But the perfect for me, the example for that is shelter dogs. We get a shelter dog. We bring them up here, but they've had separation anxiety, and it's gotten so bad that the people's rehomed them or give them to a shelter. Oh, right, right. So, it's and people, it's fixable, you know. I mean, it's a lot of work, and it's really hard if you raise the puppy from 8, 10, 12 weeks old, whatever you got, to 2, 3, 4, 5 years old, and it has separation anxiety that bad. Some dogs that have it that bad will bite people for getting close to you. 
you know, yeah, some kinda, also own the people and resources. Yeah, it kind of all comes yeah. together when you get to that age. But yeah. uh, normally, for me, from what I've seen with it, is it's really hard on the owner. Way hard. It's way usually it's harder on the owner than it is the dog. Yeah. If you send a dog to a trainer, and we do a lot of this with separation anxiety dogs, if you send the dog to the right trainer it's going to be so hard on that owner because sometimes they're like, I can't be away from my dog that long. Yeah. Whenever they say that, that's automatically key that, man, we've yeah. got a lot of work Problem. ahead of yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. bad whenever they can't leave the yeah. dog. Uh, you know, we've fixed a lot of dogs with this, but for us, for me, if you have a dog that you've had and it's two or three or four years old and has separation anxiety really bad, send it to the right trainer, you know, and I don't know how many of the right trainers there are out there, you know, because I don't, I don't uh, look up dog trainers. <clears throat> but I know, like I said, we fix a lot of them. But normally for me, if I'm going to fix a dog like that, I want to get it away from the owner. Because mm-hmm. we have uh, two problems. The owner has a real hard time being away from the dog. The dog has a hard time being away from the owner. And every time we bring you here for a lesson, we take a chance getting bit. So, uh, and, and the owner does. But also... It's just it. What would it entail for an owner to fix that? Well, exactly. I was gonna say if an owner is going to fix it themselves, yeah, they really I think have to learn how to discipline their dog in the right way and hold Not, them accountable. But in the right way, if you hold them accountable like we would, a lot of times they would bite them, right? Because that owner's always right. been that one of them have let's range. say we're talking about a dog that wouldn't bite well to get away from it spend more time away from it teach it to place on a place yeah. lay there while you walk out of the room you know you start by just getting inches away from it yeah you know because a lot of these dogs in your house or anywhere they're not going to let you go very far yeah so you've got to start somehow creating a distance for me without just locking them in a crate right if right. you just lock them in a crate, that, that's not bed. really count. Yeah, yeah. start yeah. with placing them on dog bed and start with making them heal because some of these dogs that have separation anxiety, they either don't heal really well or they're glued to your leg and yeah. they won't leave your leg. Yeah. And <clears throat> here's the thing about not locking them in the crate. If the owners have to take such baby steps and don't know what to do when things escalate, and so if you put the dog in the crate and the dog tries to hurt itself, you're going to quit. Yeah. You're going to be like, no, this dog's going to have separation anxiety forever, and I'm just going to accept where we're at because it's too emotional to work through those things, which is why we do board train. But if the owners start with too difficult a step, they won't win, and then you have to quit, and then you go backwards. So start with the dog bit. But you go backwards yourself mentally. You know, because yeah, it's so not, draining. Not even the dog. Yeah, it's the so human. draining on the person. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard. I'm telling you, I don't even know. I can't name a dog. I don't the, off the top of my head, but that we've had that's been really bad. It's two, three, or four years old, and the owners fixed it themselves. No, not with separation anxiety. No. And have they? I'm sure you know. But we've had aggressive dogs here that would bite you. That people fix with doing a zillion and one lessons, you know, but that's a whole different world than the separation anxiety world. 
the separation anxiety world just so hard on people and dogs. Well, it's separation anxiety mostly always. You really created it. Yes. And so dogs aren't born with it, but I'm aware of. You're like you are tequila, and you created them to be addicted to yeah. tequila, and you're trying to get them to quit drinking it, but you have to hang out with them all day. Yeah. You have to train on them. You have to take them out. You have to to take them to go potty and. So that's another sign of separation anxiety. If you go to the back door and you tell your dog to go potty and they can't go potty without you going out there with them, yeah. you might have separation anxiety. Yes. And it's just really hard for, uh, and we could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks about separation anxiety, mm-hmm. what all can trigger it, what all you could try for to sure. use to fix it. Uh, if you have a dog and, uh, sometimes you rescue a dog that had separation anxiety with a person in the past. And when you rescue it and take it home, you really cuddle it and you just create it that day. Right. They go right back to right. it. So Especially uh, when you take it home and you cuddle it like yeah. right next to your heart, like <laughs> it's in your womb. And now it, you have a puppy that might have been weaned at the breeder or at yeah. the shelter, but now it's it's got a new mommy that it's latched onto. And it could be a, a male or female, but it's yeah. latched on. And now you better hurry up and get that to get that puppy to wean <laughs> yeah so it's really hard whenever the separation anxiety plays in a dog and i mean we could do uh probably a lot more videos on that but mm-hmm. we just don't because it's like i don't know to me it's kind of all the same you know you've created uh, uh a beast i mean it's just like can't live without you in their world yeah and people like they take them everywhere they go you know yeah uh, they take them to the store. They take them to everywhere. It's I mean, so hard trips, because vacations. you should take your dog places and get them used to traveling in the car and get them used to going different spots and and traveling and all those things. But if you 24-7 have the dog with you and you haven't put in any of the work to have it away from you, like laying on a dog bed or on, in another room, yes, then you're going to have problems. But if you train the dog then I'm sure you can take the dog anywhere you want to go. Yeah. But I think that sometimes when you have an older dog and you get too carried away with that, you're going to start getting that symptoms that I could be getting oh, in yeah. trouble. Oh, faster. But, yeah. Because you're not, uh, you have a cool dog, trained really well, you start slacking on the training, and then you just start a little bit too much time with it, staring at it, looking at it, and drooling over it, thinking about how cool a dog you have. So, yeah. All right, what do you got now? That's it. So, how long have we been on here, Brett? You have been on here for about 30 minutes. Let me so, give you the exact time. 32 minutes. So, do we have any questions? No, we don't. Okay. Well, Nancy said good morning. Good morning. You got a bunch of people just coming in and oh, out. Oh, good morning, everyone. We yeah. did, I guess we did say good morning yeah, we when we started. Yeah. So, but, uh, if you don't have nothing to add, we'll just jump off. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to end this one and keep an eye out for our podcast. We're going to try to start doing more of them. And y'all enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.